1: Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of our worship, our praise, or everything. We continue to study the life of Christ. We're in the book of John, and boy, the book of John has led us in chapter 17 to a place where Christ is praying. We're learning a lot about ourselves. We're learning a lot about God uh, as we continue to move forward. So Kevin is with us. He's up there in North Carolina. Uh, hey, brother, how's things going for you?
2: Doing well, doing well. I'm so thankful that people, Doug, uh, you led them to pray for me. I mean, you, you broadcast, uh, I I listened to a number of the broadcasts and they were excellent, good things, both with pastor Miller and brother Vince, but you, you mentioned, um, the need up there in Pennsylvania. And I really appreciate that. Uh, in fact, I'm going to put on my Facebook a picture of the graveside. It was only a graveside service. My mother wanted that. There was a private viewing, very private, but it's graveside service, and it was just so well attended, and it was beautiful. It have been a the sun had shown. I think two days in two weeks, and that day the sun came out, Aww. and it was on the side side of a big hill overlooking the Susquehanna River, and it was gorgeous. So I'm going to. Uh, I think tonight or tomorrow, I put that on my Facebook so that anyone that wants to can go to, you know, my Kevin Robb or AUB. There's a bunch of Kevin Robbs I, I noticed because I got spoofed today. Someone, you know, came across as me, but uh, that happens. But, yeah, no, the, uh it was gorgeous. It just uh, really appreciate everyone's prayer. And I'm just glad to be back at it, looking forward to great things uh, that God's doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad the day turned out. We were praying that here and thinking, oh, they have to, you know, do they got to be under a cover or, or God, would you just provide them just a crystal clear day? And, and and I'm glad he did that. And, you know, what was even clearer is when mom got to heaven, brother, when your mom got to heaven. uh, Yeah. Man, there was no cold weather up there in Pennsylvania. I like the Susquehanna River. Uh, I went fishing with a guy out there years ago, and uh, uh, we didn't catch any fish, but we fell in. And uh, I want you to know we had a time. You know, there's rapids and falls. He had this little area he could fish in down south. And, boy, we went too far down that river. But uh, those were the old Army days. But, you know, folks (laughs) – having an identity in Christ. Well, I wanted to say this to you, too. I, I told Kevin I would mention this. So uh, one of our dear friends sent us a a picture of a phone number you call, and I'm going to post that out there on the Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page and, and and on Twitter, on my page on Twitter or X or whatever they call it now. But she sent me a little box that said uh, kindergarten encouragement or something like that. And so I called the number. At first I, I said, this is a setup. You know, I'm going to call the number, and and they're going to ask for my credit card number, and, you you know, my, uh, my first dog's name, the first car I owned or something, and they're going to build this thing against me. You know, they're going to ask me, you know, like those stupid questions that people fill out on Facebook. Well, I've been divorced. I've been this. I dance naked in the rain, you know, and the more stuff that Russia can compile on us, the happier they are. But anyway, I said, you know what, even knowing all that, And by the way, I've never filled those out, and so it's not me who danced naked in the rain. But anyhow, I called this number, and it says, if you're depressed, press one. First, it comes out in Spanish, telling people to press two if you want to speak to Spanish kindergartners. And all of a sudden, this boy comes out and says, remember, you're taller than me, and you can eat ice cream anytime you want (laughs) Then a second kid comes on and said, and you're big enough to play with the dog anytime you want, and he won't hurt you. And uh, and folks, everybody needs that phone number. So I'm putting that out on Facebook. I listened. I called. I'm not going to lie. I called it maybe three or four times, and every time I was so encouraged. Yeah. So,
2: you're saying you, you get to hear a, a genuine kindergartner oh, yeah. recording, and he's saying encouraging words, putting
1: it in perspective. Yeah. Put it oh, uh, my words. I'm a kindergarten. Good. You get to drive the car. I still have like two <laughs> lifetimes before I get there. I mean, just stuff like that. It's crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have this. You gotta, you gotta listen to encouragement from kindergarten. Put it out there. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to put it out tonight, which will be a week before this airs. But I, you know, I'm looking at the Bible right now, talking about identity with Christ, and and we're going to see that in John 17 as we move forward. We've seen it. Uh, over and over again, a verse that was covered last week by Pastor Miller, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And uh, we serve a God. We're new. It's different now. Uh, God encourage us. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Kevin, over and over again, there's an identity with Christ that— beats anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. You know, the, the one thing that stands out in the New Testament as as uh, pretending to Christians is that they are in Christ. I mean, all through there, it's not a Paul doctrine. I see all these people trying to split up Paul's this and Paul's that, Paul's, Paul's gospel. Paul, And he talked about my gospel, but really that's another subject. But honestly, it's not a different gospel, and um, it's just it's a more completion. It's I mean it's a more complete view of it, revelation of it. He spent time with Jesus at his throne. There was a lot of stuff that Paul got that people before that had it, but but anyway, our our uh, identity being wrapped up in Christ. There's a scripture, and I don't know where it's at, but it says um, we are in Christ and Christ is in God. So I made a little graphic in my Bible, at least one of my Bibles, where we are in the core of a sphere and then there's a layer around us of Christ as it were the mantle, I guess. And then you could say the, you know, the crust or the outside of the thing is this big, thick God, the Father. And that's what Jesus was talking about. We are wrapped up in him. And a verse that means a lot to me about my identity is Hebrews 4.13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And it says him with whom we have to do. You know what? There's, There's this thing about being all about Jesus Christ and him being all about us, and that's what we... Are studying in the book of John a lot is he's all about us. We're all about him. He's uh, all about taking care of us. We're all about, you know, trying to please him ideally, and he knows we're sinners. And so there's a big process that often involves trauma to become uh, willing to be willing to do that but uh, to him with whom we have to do, you mentioned about you thought the uh, kindergartner project of encouragement on the phone was a way to steal your identity. You know, they want your, no, I don't think
1: they are. I think filling out the Facebook pages are a way to steal your,
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I know what you're
1: saying. Yeah. I thought when I first initially called, you're right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. But, um, and people are trying to see our identity. And someone spoofed my Facebook today, stole, you know, it was not identity theft, but they posing as me. Um, But, but, you know, our identity, the best, the best way to land on all the problems, the identity problems, identity crises, and so forth, inferiority, inferior, inferior, inferiority complex is to land on the side of Christ is him with whom I have to do. Who are you? I'm I'm not much, but I have to do with Jesus. I'm all about Jesus. And that term, with whom we have to do, is used in the Bible, and it's a term that talks about my will is wrapped up in him, and his will is wrapped up in me, his will is wrapped up in his father. We see that in John 17. He's the go-between with the two, but... We we have to do with you know in John chapter two at the wedding uh, in Cana of Galilee, Mary is saying, "Hey uh, Jesus, you know, son of mine, I, I need you to take care of the the wine issue. You know, they have they have no wine." And Jesus said, "Woman, what have I to do with thee?" That's that same terminology. Well, my identity is not wrapped up. In my will. I'm no longer your son at your beckon. Now I'm at the doing my father's business and that that identity was to be made clear to his mother and you know what sometimes we have to make our identity clear to ourselves Doug that we are wrapped up in Jesus you know what no matter what I've been through you know I I may have been abandoned been there been there you the Bible says when my father and mother forsake me the Lord will take me up he'll give us a new ID card he'll give us a new credit card he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There's so much wrapped up in Jesus. And, and I don't want to make it sound like rose-colored glasses. It, it's real now. Uh, reckoning it to be true is the problem, but it's already ours. All things are ours, and Christ is God's. And so we get to tap into stuff. And the more we go through stuff, I think the more we open up the tap a little bit further until we are at the spout where the glory comes out.
1: Wow. Yeah, we want to be at that spot where the glory comes out, identifying with Christ. And, and he identifies with us. That's what I'm blown away with. It's not that, you know, I can't believe that some of us won't identify with him, but that he identifies with us is moving. It changes me. That he I cares yeah. that much. Where he lists us, Kevin. He prays for us, talks about yeah. us, loves us, praying to God about us, intercedes. Folks, we'll be right back, and hang
0: with us
1: coolest parts about being in the army is you get an id card and i remember i i my brothers my brother and my sisters they took me out the night before i went in the army and you know we all said goodbye and i slept maybe an hour and and you know you're all wound up you're saying goodbye to your folks crazy things are going on and and uh, I'll never forget, uh, and during the course, it seemed like it took about 24 hours to get there. Probably took 15. And I showed up in the middle of the night at Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. And I remember, you know, we slept for another hour or two. So in two days, I got like two hours sleep. And, and I remember that next morning, they marched us down to the personnel center and gave us an ID card. And I can still picture in my mind all those guys out there looking at that ID card. And just, you know, with pride almost. And, you know, yeah. somewhere along the way, we forget that God, as Kevin was just saying, we get that God identity. So we continue on with the life of Christ. We're in the book of John, chapter 17, ber- verses 13, 16. Right after those haircuts, man, you get, a, ladies, you get an ID <laughs> card. And now, right after it's, you're totally bald. It's the craziest picture you've ever seen. And now come <laughs> I to thee, yep. and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them my word, and the world have hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am am of the world and we talked about that identity we're not of the world our identity is different and folks sometimes life just explodes kevin saying i've been there boy haven't we all been there deserted upside down sideways it feels like life is crazy but it's because the world isn't in sync with my spiritual side and folks there's some people out there that their spirit is worldly and crazy and of course your spirit's going to offend that spirit but I identify with Christ as a worldly hostility that was talked about in these verses. But God continues to protect us, and you know He talks about this purposeful thing in here, Kevin. Uh, you know, having a purposeful life, uh, and and reminding us that you know we're not of this world. But just keep us away from the evil. God, keep them out of the evil, Kevin. That's so important that we stay out of the evil.
2: Yeah. That was what Jesus was really concerned about here. He was concerned that as He went away, that we would keep our identity in Him. And He wasn't worried about it. He was setting up in this prayer. He was establishing the the way to do it. It's kind of like the instruction manual. I've given them Thy Word. The world hath hated them. So let's right from the beginning set up the cautions and the warnings um, uh, about uh, you know how to accomplish this thing of living in the world without the world living in us, you know, it's been said that we the ship is a, is a boat in the ocean. And as long as the ships in the ocean, it's fine. It's when the ocean starts to get in the ship that it starts to go down. And as long as we're in the world, no problem. So there, the, you know, here in John 17, it's kind of a, a primer on how to live in the world. And he says, um, uh, even as I am not of the world, that whole thing is our identity is in Christ. So we can look to Jesus Christ with expectation and encouragement. In other words, look at how they handled Jesus. You know, Jesus had a tremendous following. Sometimes he yeah. had thousands and thousands, but sometimes he just evaporated. And, you know, again, this thing of abandonment, this thing of uh, desertion, this thing of uh, being dissed by people, marginalized, villainized, demonized. You know, I'm sure that some people listening have experienced that on the job and, and experienced it in the home, you know, and, and you get these times looking at Jesus and you can encourage yourself by expecting no better. When when I, Uh, You know, I did the funeral and honestly, I was the day before the funeral, I felt a real oppression and I'm I'm serious. I thought about it different times. I feel an oppression and uh, and it might have been the world, the flesh and the devil. Who knows? But I just know Satan hates the word of God going out and. And so it was a graveside service. There was probably 25 people there, maybe 30 people gathered. But I will say this, as I spoke, because people prayed, God gave me liberty, which with liberty, as you're talking, comes, you know, some body language and some eye contact. If, if you don't have liberty, you're just kind of. Nothing feels right. And, and so I was able to look at the people and, and still I was nervous, but that's all that's all fine with public speakers to feel some nervousness. But as I'm looking out there, you can just tell, man, it was pretty amazing that the eyes were riveted as I'm eulogizing my mother, honoring her. And then take it to the gospel that, that she was ready and and how, how I was singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, in, in a way that I was not even really aware. I just knew that she was feeling really, really bad. And I sang that song to her and she went to heaven hmm. before this before the verse was over and someone said you must have been singing in a way that really <laughs> made her want to get out of there cuz she said she said lord i'm ready i've, I've never been ready uh, there, there was a real, there was a real, as I shared that, and there was, I mean, a lot of tears, a lot of just stuff going on, a lot of spirit. You just feel some, some, some the words going out. The, I, there was people there that I hadn't seen in 50 years, Doug. And, and wow, there they are. And I, I, I talked to everyone before the service and now, boom, I'm giving it. You could just tell God had arrested people's attention they're all standing there. It's cold, it's windy. And, uh, and when it was all said and done, um, you know, I left, and and you just you just said, praise the Lord that, that God did something. But you know what? There's people afterwards. They're they're going to be who they were before, and it's not like everyone falls in love with the guy that's talking about Jesus. No, there's people I'm sure that went home, and I can think of a few that probably went home complaining. Well, I didn't like that. Boy, it was a little cold for a sudden. You know, have a sermon there. You know, there's just you just as I have given them Thy word, and the world hath hated them because they hated me. And we can look at Jesus Christ's life and get the expectation settled. We're not to expect any more than he got. And then we can get the encouragement. This is what made Jesus happy. His things were fixing to get better. And there was a lot of people he was going to reach.
1: Wow. That's so good. And just knowing that God encourages you know, it, it's, and, and yeah. folks, uh, I was telling Kevin earlier, the hardest thing I ever did was stand up and preach my mother's funeral. And, and I know the Amen. oppression the day before I get that. I know the oppression the morning of, I, I think I got up was sick to my stomach. I mean, it's just, yeah. you're so scared. And, and, and again, people showed up that I hadn't seen since I was a little tight kid. Those same kind of things. And, uh, and, and God just gives grace. It's that identity. It's, and, and, you know, there, there's a purposeful thing, I think, uh, Kevin. Uh, God knew uh, what your purpose was. He knew your intentions were well. I mean, you saying Jesus loves me uh, to your mom, huh? Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. <laughs> yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And, and folks, when I'm, when I'm close— When I can hear the angels singing, when I can see heavens open, I hope someone's there saying, Jesus loves me. (laughs) This I know for the, I mean, foundational. Some people would say, well, that's, it's not for kids. It's for every one of us. Jesus loves you today, brethren. This is the Thursday that you know that Jesus loves you. This is the day where you say, you don't hum that to yourself today. It's foundational. It's everything. And Jesus loves me, this I know, as He loved me so long ago. Taking children on His knees, saying, "Let them come to Me." That's the God you're serving today. And uh, I remember, I when I came to Christ, I you know, you know, I could tell you one thing right now. Kevin's mom's remembering that day she came to Christ. She she pushed things, she 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 put things to the back burner and shut it off. And said, it's time. It's time. We love you, folks. Have a great day. May God bless you. Come back tomorrow. It's Friday. Fridays are great days around here. May God bless you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at woundedspirits.com. May God bless you.